Good morning, and we are joined on the program once again by State Representative Randy Fry. Good morning to you, Randy. Morning, Tom. And, of course, uh, the legislature in uh, full swing here and a number of uh, items that are um, uh, up for consideration. And uh, one thing that uh, I wanted to uh, talk to you about this morning, Randy, uh, Governor uh, mm-hmm. Eric Holcomb and the Department of Homeland Security proposing a network of high-quality and uh, consistent training locations at, uh, for uh, firefighters and things of that nature. And um, and it's a, I think they call it the hub-and-spoke proposal. Uh, can you uh, speak to that and uh, how this would affect uh, southeast Indiana? Well, I can, Tom. And uh, back in 2015, I authored then House Enrolled Act 1182, which created the Indiana State Fire Academy. And uh, governor at that time was Governor Pence. And uh, he was, of course, uh, in favor of it. So uh, we uh, had hoped that we would get that uh, facilities funded uh, with uh, when Governor Holcomb came in. Well, it's taken us a while, but Governor Holcomb is, uh, is behind us, and uh, we're going to get funding in the 2023 budget, assuming that it stays in the budget. I think it will, but there's no guarantees. But the proposal is that we'll fund... Uh, the Hub and Spoke Fire uh, training facilities around the state. Um, there's $13 million in the budget for the fire training uh, facilities, and then uh, another $10 million in the uh, budget for uh, firefighter uh, protective uh, clothing and air packs. So about $23 million in this budget uh, for volunteer fire departments. And uh, of course, uh, looking at the map, I saw one in the uh, you know, for example, one in Ripley County in uh, Inverse Sales. If uh, if I uh, if I read that correctly, and as far as uh, that's concerned, uh, uh, would uh, uh, Versailles uh, be considered a a hub for this activity around the the uh, this region? It would, and the way it works, Tom, is um, in Plainfield is the Indiana State Fire Academy. It's very close by to the Indiana State Police Academy. And that's the real hub. That's the main hub. And then from there, you reach out, for instance, for sales. That would be one of the spokes would reach from Indianapolis to Versailles. And Versailles would be a training facility, which it is already at the Career Center. And then from there, that becomes a hub out to each of the fire stations. Some training needs to take place at the Fire Academy in Indianapolis. Some training needs to take place in the regional uh, fire training facilities like Versailles. And other training can take place in the fire station just depends on what it is and how involved it is and what special equipment's needed. And so uh, in this case, uh, the uh, the central hub is Indianapolis, the, uh, and Versailles is a, itself is a hub, which would then have folks out to all the different fire departments. Um, I designed this uh, back in 2015, and it's, uh, it's really uh, rewarding to see it coming to fruition. Okay, so again, to review, uh, of course, uh, Indianapolis and then uh, locally uh, Versailles at the uh, Southeastern Career Center. And then from there, it goes to the uh, various uh, volunteer fire departments around the area. Okay. Right, right. Uh, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we get a couple more of these facilities located in Southeast Indiana. We want them to be 40 to 50 miles from each uh, volunteer fire station, no further than that. So that way we would have an opportunity for those departments to get the training they needed without having to drive so far. And uh, some other items of uh, note as far as uh, some legislation that uh, you've got uh, going, Randy, uh, where do those stand? Uh, well, uh, we have House Bill 1034, which uh, is uh, exempts act- active duty and military from Indiana income tax. 
that bill is in ways and means. I believe it will be heard early next week. Uh, and uh, hopefully if it passes out of ways and means, go to the House floor. Currently, uh, Indiana exempts the National Guard, the Reserves, and the retirees from Indiana income tax. But active duty military continues to pay those taxes. And uh, one of the reasons, the big motivator for us to do this, besides they're our heroes and we want to reward them, is because in a lot of cases, at least, those uh, soldiers uh, will change their state of residence once they become part of the United States military to a state that doesn't have an income tax. So instead of us losing the revenue, we lose the citizens. And we want them to come back and be Hoosiers, and we want them to continue to be on our citizenship roles throughout their career in the military. So uh, we're not losing as much money as we are losing people. And uh, these are some of the best uh, citizens that we have. So, And we want to level the playing field and treat them the same as the other uh, members of our military. And how about uh, some other pieces of legislation that you're authoring? Uh, well, I have several. Um, um, I guess probably the one, maybe the biggest of interest to your uh, listeners would be the budget. Um, I'm not an author of the budget. I'll be co-author of the budget, of course. But um, uh, the budget is uh, being crafted uh, in ways it means now. Uh, it'll be about $38 billion in uh, maybe just a little more than $38 billion to fund Indiana for two years. And so... Uh, that uh, that process will take place all the way through probably middle of February. So um, that's uh, that's the main reason we're here. It's a budget session, working on that. I have some uh, some other bills that uh, I'm working on. One of them deals with uh, veterans cemeteries. Indiana has a uh, extremely uh, beautiful um, veteran cemetery in Madison, and uh, we'd like to add uh, some of the other veteran cemeteries around the state uh, as a state. Veteran cemetery. Some some other cemeteries on uh, on Indiana property are not designated as a veteran cemetery. So we we're going to work on that. Working with the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs on that. Um, and I have a bill that deals with hospital police, giving them the a little more uh, power to to arrest when they're not necessarily on hospital property. That'll be in committee this week. So uh, overall, uh, quite quite a few things uh, moving here. All right. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll continue our conversation with State Representative Randy Fry right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with State Representative Randy Fry. And uh, one thing of note that uh, we've been uh, talking about in the news uh, lately is uh, uh, Link 101, the uh, the project team uh, getting input into the State Road 101 extension between US 50 and Markland Dam, something that uh, you championed. And uh, your thoughts on uh, that as, uh, as it uh, starts to get things going. Well, Tom, everything is going. It's, um, these processes uh, take a while. And uh, for me, I'm very impatient, so I would rather it be done. But uh, it just <laughs> takes a little while to get things done. But if we are on target. We're on track. The um, the plan is that the environmental studies have to be done first, and that's what's happening now. Uh, those are required by the federal government. And, uh, you know, Tom 
a lot of times when we do road work, we'll widen an existing road or maybe add a couple lanes to an existing road. There is no road between Markland Dam and uh, US 50. Uh, so this is new. And uh, so with new roadway comes uh, new challenges. So we have to make sure that we've got the best route possible, that we got input from citizens that are affected. And uh, hopefully uh, within a couple of years, we can begin to see some construction. But for the first couple of years, at least it takes, you have to do the environmental studies and, and get the uh, get all the input before we can determine what the, where the route will go. And then uh, only after that is when you start seeing construction. And uh, I noticed that the, the project team's uh, asking the public for uh, feedback and things of that nature, that they've got materials at seven locations around southeastern Indiana, including mm-hmm. uh, Versailles Town Hall. And, uh, and uh, I understand those materials will be available through uh, mid-February. Is that correct? Absolutely. And there's also a Facebook page. There's also a, a web page on the uh, Department of Transportation, Indiana Department of Transportation web page for that project. So you can track it multiple ways and uh, you can ask questions and find out about it. You know, Tom, it's absolutely uh, imperative that we ask the people their thoughts on this particular project uh, and get their input. And uh, it's going to affect people in different ways. And uh, we want to make sure we hear from them. So that's what this process is about. And uh, you and I have uh, discussed this before, uh, folks uh, getting on there on social media and other platforms and uh, saying that they're uh, they're worried about their homes being uh, and businesses taken over by eminent domain. But uh, is this a process where they're trying to avoid that uh, type of scenario? It's absolutely what's happening. And, uh, and uh, they're hoping to do the, the least uh, intrusive and uh, no one would want their home taken. No one would want to lose uh, something that's valuable to them. So uh, we want to work with everyone and try to get the best route so that we don't end up having to uh, to do any of that. Uh, hopefully it won't, we won't have to, but you never know. Projects like this are big, and it's $200 million being spent here in our community. Uh, and we have to upgrade our infrastructure, but we have to do it in the best way possible to uh, limit the amount of uh, damage to the citizens. And, of course, this is also one where uh, you have a lot of um, um, commerce and things of that nature going uh, back and forth as opposed to uh, saying what the, what they ha- what is now in place, having to go around all these different routes to get from 50 to uh, Markland Dam. Well, it's pretty hard. Yeah. If you're on US 50, it's pretty hard to get down there. Uh, you know, just 262 goes from Dillsboro on US 50 down to Rising Sun and it's a beautiful road with my convertible or my Harley Davidson, but it's not so good if you're in a truck. Um, and uh, there's some other routes uh, from Versailles down to Vivi. Uh, 129 is it's a nice road, but it's not straight and it's not fast. And so our goal is to connect I-71 with I-74, allow people uh, traveling uh, commercial and uh, and just uh, for their own uh, business to be able to, to get from one point to the other pretty quick. You know, it's my opinion that Southeast Indiana hasn't been a part of, I mean, Southeast, I mean, down by the river, or Switzerland County, Ohio County, hasn't been a part of Indiana since 1816. And we want to connect them back into our state and uh, inject some uh, energy into their economy. Hopefully we can uh, get some economic development going down there and have some really good jobs come to the community that, allows our youngest, best, and brightest to stay here instead of uh, leaving us to go someplace else. 
coming. And so, again, uh, look for uh, do a search of the uh, NDOT uh, website and get more information on uh, Link 101, the uh, project between mm-hmm. the extension on State Road 101 between Markland Dam and US 50, also uh, available on Facebook as well. So, uh, in uh, mm-hmm. shifting gears here, uh, of course, I understand that uh, you're still looking for uh, State House pages in the uh, House of Representatives. We are, and uh, the listeners who would like their, their young person to page have to be age 13 to 19. Uh, you can sign up on the uh, Indiana General Assembly webpage. Just click on the icon for the page program, sign up, and they'll uh, get you a date that uh, the young person could come and page for us. I love having pages. I love meeting them. Uh, the young people, uh, when they when they come here, they bring energy. They bring life. And it's so much fun to see them and share uh, their government with them. Uh, it won't be very long, and they will be the leaders of, uh, of our society. So l- love to see them and love to show them their state house. And uh, just out of curiosity, Randy, uh, you uh, run into uh, former pages, and they say that uh, this is what uh, helped them uh, get involved uh, civically and <laughs> paying attention to elections. Absolutely, and um, they're uh, introduced to a part of their uh, government that they probably wouldn't have had access to otherwise. Uh, some pages become interns, uh, interns here if you have a young person that's a college sophomore through senior and they want to uh, have a paid internship they can do that in the uh, general assembly and so uh, a lot of our pages become interns and a lot of the interns become uh, employees uh, legislative assistants and press secretaries so uh, that that's that can be a progression for a young person from high school right on into a new career where they can begin to, to work here with us Okay, so again, that's to uh, see not only our guest this morning, State Representative Randy Fry's uh, uh, page on the uh, Indiana General Assembly uh, webpage, but also uh, other uh, local uh, state reps uh, such as um, Jennifer Meltzer and also uh, Lindsey Patterson. Mm, yeah, they can page for them too. Um, what generally happens is when you put your address in, it connects you to the, the representative that you who represents you. But you can also override that, and so I just I love having my pages, and happy to have them uh, from no matter where you live. And uh, best of all for the kids, I'm sure that they uh, a nice uh, thing to know is that this is an excused absence. Yeah, it's it's not only excused, but uh, it's uh, it's it's rewarded uh, when you are applying for college and you put on your application that you've been a page. It's uh, it's a help. So. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely excused absence, but uh, it's encouraged, and um, we're always happy to see the pages. They're usually extremely good students, and they're very polite, and it's just fun to spend some time with them and, and uh, see their eyes get big when they come into the house chamber. Yeah, so, again, that's a, a resume enhancement, if you will. So something It is. Something, yeah, mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, anything else uh, this morning before we let you go, Randy? It's a snowy morning, so everyone, please be careful and uh, try to give yourself extra time so that we all get to come home this evening and and continue to enjoy our families. Well, as always, uh, State Representative Randy Fry, we appreciate your time this morning. Stay well, be careful out there, and uh, we will talk to you once again down the road. Thanks, Tom.